Well, you are the COO of Burger King South Africa. What's a normal day like as the COO of one of the most beloved food chains in South Africa? So I think it's changed dramatically, obviously, uh, in the last seven weeks. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sitting at my dining room table. I've got a seven-month-old uh, sitting outside being fed. You know, the, the dogs are, are looking at me. So, yeah, life's changed completely compared to what it was. And at the mm -hmm. same time, you need to try and plan for massive uncertainty. You know, you've yes. got everyone looking at you, your, your shareholders, your employees, um, your franchise partners, and they asking you, where are we going? You know, what is going to happen in the future? So it's uh, very stressful. And then you lobby into government to try and make them understand that, you know, we've got one of the safest, um, you know, food practice environments in South Africa. And we trying to convince them, you know, to open up drive-through in addition to delivery. So yeah. um, a lot of pressure. Uh, but anyway, you know, um, that's what you have to do. You've got a very solid business. 100%. And um, speaking of, you hinted it at, at it earlier, is the fact that Burger King is opening somewhat. Um, but how has the Level 5 lockdown affected this restaurant and, you know, some of the staff as well? Yeah, you know, what we've done is, as we went into it, we took a view that, that we said, okay, so no one can work. Mm -hmm. So it's a three-week scenario. So let's give everyone a bit of, like, peace of mind. Uh, we put everyone on leave. So for the first three-week period, everyone got paid, no matter what the issue was. Um, and then we went through the process of going through all the various government initiatives to get funding. Um, and it's been relatively successful so far. But uh, as the weeks tick by, it gets a little bit more difficult, mm. you know. So initially people want to make knee-jerk reactions and they're like, okay, cool, no, you need to make all of these sacrifices. But we all have to remember that before this started, it was a, it was a solid business. Yes. So the biggest issue is planning, you know, because you've got such uncertainty. Um, you've got government that says these things. You've got learnings from international partners that say, this is what your sales will be like when you come back. And, you know, this is how long this will last. And you've got shareholders asking me, well, how much money do you need to get through this? So it's a lot of uncertainty. And through all of this, we've got to try and keep the business intact. Yeah. Because this will pass. We will have a business. Um, so we've got to make it through it in one piece, you know, to try and, you know, keep the business going, keep serving our customers that love our food, and uh, keep all our staff employed, and keep everyone safe at the same time. 100%. And speaking of, what systems or protocols rather have you guys set in place before you guys head back next week so as one of the international brands our food safety is already uh, really high um, but beyond that i think there's a 50-page presentation that we have in terms of emphasizing which elements you know we need to reinforce that we were largely already doing to highlight that this now specifically uh, linked to the risk of COVID-19. So each sort of service mode has, service mode has its own level of uh, controls, you know, home delivery, uh, drive-through, front counter, or takeaway if it should happen. But it, it involves around screening staff, so we don't want to have sick people come to our, our work, you know, so the managers have to screen them on arrival, there's temperature checks. Then we have to make sure our staff are safe, so we need the correct PPE. Um, you know, wearing of masks is quite a controversial topic, you know, um, but it's, it's very tricky to wear a mask correctly. You need to make sure you don't touch it, that you put it on correctly, so we need to train our staff for that. 
And then it's the general things. You know, you need to increase the frequency of hand washing. We need to increase the frequency of cleaning high contact surfaces. We need to make sure that we don't touch um, other people that our workers keep apart from each other. So all of these things are put down in procedures. For example, when you, if you have a driver, you don't uh, come near the driver. You put the food down in a designated area, walk away at least you know two meters, and the driver must collect. But um, <laughs> the big issue is you know consumers' expectations. You know, yeah. they want to knock on the door and get a burger behind the on the black market. You know, <laughs> so that's the challenge to get everyone to play by the rules. Um, but I'm sure it will come up, you know. 100%. And it's just a, um, a resurgence of a relearning at this point. Um, and, you know, another, another factor to this is also playing the game within the restrictions. What are some of your restrictions of level four that you guys have to manage now? So the biggest one is um, the restaurant industry can only do home delivery. Hmm. And there's a curfew in place from, I think, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., which means, as a business, restaurant usually makes their money over lunchtime and dinner trade. Yeah. So now we're going to lose the dinner trade. Um, the curfew means that our staff can only work till 6 p.m. before they need to go home. Um, so also, if you can only do home delivery, we did about 5% of our sales on home delivery. So now you're taking away 95% of our general turnover. If you go to a bank manager and you tell him, listen, my sales have got backwards 10% of it nervous. So imagine 95% of your sales being missing. Um, so, you know, that's why we're not opening everywhere. Um, and then because you're not opening, opening everywhere, your consumers are like, hey, why have you left me off? You know, uh -huh. you're opening over there. Yeah. You guys always don't think about us, you know, but it's a com complete financial viability kind of like juggling game that you're playing right now. Um, the 32 locations that we've opened, uh, 28 of them are ours that we own and operate and it's really a case of well geez guys let's just do something let's see if there is some potential mm -hmm. um, and then if it works we can expand it but yes you're really trying to just minimize losses as opposed to make any money at this stage 100% and you guys are opening what the f six right am I correct yeah so we should all of our 32 locations should be fully stocked and ready to trade on the six uh, the guys are going back on the fifth, um, and then you know you can order your favorite food from Mr. D and Uber Eats. Um, and as this progresses, we'll try and you know open up to additional platforms. One hundred percent. I can't wait to get my hands on an extra long chili cheese one. Well, I'm sure we can sort you out with one. Sweet man. And before I let you go, just a final word to all your loyal customers um, and to the rest of South Africa. Yeah, you know. Before the lockdown, it was quite funny. Our sales were going very, very, very fast. And then a couple of days before the full lockdown, we were just overwhelmed by people coming to have the last uh, water or, you know, backing up the drive through So I think I want to say thanks to all our, all our loyal guests, you know. Uh, they were keeping our brand alive, making funny memes on social media, you know, asking when are we coming back. Um, you know, so in general, I want to say thank you for the support. Um, they need to remember to stay safe and stay healthy and stay at home. And yeah, the flame grilled business will be back soon.